everyone. Welcome to this edition of Roar Lions Roar. I'm your host, Bill DeFilippo, and I'm joined today by my, uh, my, my, my brother in a number of ways, uh, personally, professionally, spiritually, in Christ, from another mother. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing how long I can do this before he decides to hang up. Uh, Robbie Callum from Uprock Sports, which, as some of you know, I work for. Robbie, what's going on? Uh, I'm great. It's college football season. We finally made it back. Uh, our long winter is over. I'm fired up, man. That, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like we get to the end of the season every year. I'm like, all right, like that was great. And I'm pretty happy for a while. But I got to say, by like mid-July, especially because mm-hmm. we do NBA, by mid-July, I'm just like, I need I need a, a game. I need a bad game on the deuce at noon. Like I just, the the drought the drought gets, gets to me, man. And uh, look, week zero is here. I'm fired up. Got I think one Big Ten, two big or three Big Ten teams in action. Is that correct? We got the the Northwestern Nebraska uh, extravaganza <laughs> in Ireland. Can can we can we talk about this for a second? Why do we always yeah, send? Why do we always send the absolute worst game possible to Europe? So Robbie and I actually had this conversation last night while we were working. This is not just a college football thing. No. The NFL always sends like. A Dolphins against the Bears game to London. So but there are we're, three. We're, yeah. There are three London NFL games this year. Let me let me read them off. Uh. To you. We, have, we have the the Vikings versus the Saints, which is the best one, and that is two nine and eight, eight and nine teams that are doing battle for the last wild card. Okay, we have the New York Football Giants against the Packers. So we are sending Daniel Jones across the pond that's what we're exporting hold on hold on on. we got we got got to be good got to be got to be good to the people saquon barkley too i'm sure but he he can only (laughs) he can only salvage so much everybody knows this at this point we're we're making we're putting the people through daniel jones and then we're sending the broncos versus the jaguars so like they get russell wilson and that could be maybe fun but that's also probably a nine and eight team against the Jaguars, and at least it's not Big Herb's Jags anymore, but Ooh. it's still the Jaguars, and they're not very good. And yes. I just, I just don't like. I get you probably don't want to send a really good game there because you don't want to send a game that has real playoff implications and make those teams play in an important game that's going to matter when right. they've gone on a ten-hour flight. Right. And this year we're doing that in college football with Nebraska at Northwestern for the for basically the reason that one of these teams are coached by an Irish. Uh, and then the other week one game, Wyoming at Illinois at 4 p.m. on That's CGN. Right. But R- R- Robbie mentioned it. Uh, we're, we're hankering for a ESPN2 noon kick. And for as long as uh, – uh, uh, until the TV stuff happens, uh, that means – I will miss it. That means we're talking Big Ten. It means we are talking uh, Beth Moens and uh, the like four, the like ex tight end uh, whose name mm-hmm. I can't think of. Talking about a, a Craig Calcereta or whatever. Yeah, wh- whatever his name. That yeah, okay, I know who you're talking about now. That that stuff, and we're in Big Ten country, baby. And Robbie, in addition to his professional duties, is the co-host of the Puntcast along with Chip Patterson and Tom Fernelli of CBS Sports, where uh, they talk football they talk football through a gambling lens and what we are going to do today is do a big 10 win totals pod 
And before we get into the win totals, everything mm -hmm. uh, from uh, we, we got that from Caesars. I want to give Robbie the chance to do any Big Ten slander he wants. I want to stress that before we hopped on, Robbie thought this meant slander the conference as a whole. Absolutely not. Any coaches, any players, any programs, any athletic directors, any fan bases. If there is a uh, if there is a engineering professor at Purdue, you have strong thoughts on. Just just let it all out. Robbie. This is this is a safe space. Okay. Uh, I, well, look, it's. <laughs> It's a, it might be a little too easy, but like we, we're coming into another season of Big Ten football, and what where's where's the optimism? It's in it's in Lincoln, Nebraska again. All right, they're believing again. They're let it's Lucy with the football. They're letting themselves believe that Scott Frost is gonna save them one more time. And what they're leaning on is that they are the best three and nine team in history. They're, they are, they will tell you they were the greatest three and nine college football team to ever walk this earth. And they had a neutral point differential in the big 10 and lost all but one game. And that proves that this year things are going to be better. All I'll say in Nebraska, fan, what I'll say in Nebraska fan, and we're going to get to Nebraska. We will. But what I want to say to Nebraska fans is this. I feel like if you're constantly losing close games, what, do we, what, what is the biggest thing that we talk about with what helps finish games, what cutting back on turnovers? What is that? That's, that's coaching, right? That's what we blame those exact scenarios on, correct? Late game yes. execution, turnovers penalties these special teams these are the things that we blame on coaching what has not changed in well, nebraska the, 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 if i may the other thing that you think of with those teams is that they have like composure about them and whenever mm -hmm. nebraska is in a close football game you look on the sideline and scott frost is like feet red he's damp He's you like know what? Crying. You know what I think is like, part of the problem. You know what I think he he looks disheveled in part because he always has his hat stupidly cocked to like mm -hmm. a forty five degree angle, and I yes. think it I think it sends a bad message of panic to the players. You right. can't put you can't take the time to to just get your hat in a functional look. Like you, it's always hurriedly put on, and like he couldn't even bother. To just like that, just like yeah. he always looks, and it makes him look like he doesn't know what he's doing. And I, I look, I think that's part of the problem. I think it gives off the wrong vibe to your players. Like you, you know, he's, and I guarantee you, he's the type of coach that will yell at his players if like a belt loop is missed or a, you know a sock oh, yeah. isn't pulled up high enough or a, a jersey comes slightly untucked because you just got tackled by a 325 pound man and you didn't get it tucked back in, but this man can't get a hat on correctly. Yep. Scott yep. Frost fraud <laughs> forever and ever. I, I don't think it's a stretch to say Scott Frost on notice. I look, he's, he just, what he restructured his deal. So he's like, they're at the uh, they're at their staying together for the kids portion of the relationship. <laughs> they, like they they said, Scott, restructure your deal so we can make it easier to fire you. Right. Look, look, Bill, we're <laughs> we're, we're both children of divorce here. We know what's coming next. All right. Like this <laughs> this is 
you're used to this, man. Like, like we know what comes next in this relationship. So, yeah, I, I basically, yeah, I'm here for first and like I'm not even gonna pile on Northwestern right now. Like, I just want to know why a Pat Fitzgerald team couldn't tackle for a whole year. Like, that's literally your entire <laughs> brand, and you're gonna tell me. And I was mad because here, like, Northwestern is a is a safe place for me as a man who loves betting on unders. Northwest yes. for forever. I knew what I was going to get. Okay. I was going to get a God awful offense with a quarterback that we were being told was good that like I'm watching with my very eyes and no, he is not. Okay. A long history. It Clayton Thorson is the great example of this, but Hunter Johnson, all like, they're all the same. They're all clean. There's always a Clayton Thorson in the banana stand at Northwestern. Okay. is what I'm saying. There's always that quarterback that you're like, you know, maybe if he put four different things together, he'd be good, but he won't. We know we're going to get that. We're never going to run the football. And we're supposed to play good run defense, okay? Supposed to. Yeah. Can I read for you the Northwestern game log last year of rushing defense? This is what this is what teams did to them on the ground. Hit me. Hit me. Mich- Michigan State, 326 yards on 37 carries. Duke, 211 yards. Duke. Duke is awful, awful football team. Uh, Ohio, not state, just Ohio. Bob Kitties, 179 yards rushing on 31 carries. Nebraska ran for 427 yards. Nebraska running backs ran a quarter mile on your ass. Hey, uh, real quick before you... uh... Yep. But before you keep going, yeah. Um, what was the final score of the Nebraska Northwestern game last year? Fifty-six to seven. <laughs> Fifty-six uh. to seven. Okay. And mind you, this is how Nebraska ends up with a net, uh, correct point differential of zero in the Big Ten is because they took Northwestern to the woodshed. And again, like you, that doesn't really count. Uh, Michigan, 294 yards, Minnesota, 308 yards, Iowa, 185 yards, Wisconsin, 268 yards, and Illinois, 217 yards. That is nine of your 12 football games, giving up 179 yards or more, uh, three games over 300. Like, it's the one thing you're supposed to be able to do. Like, I expect a high-flying offense to just cook. Northwestern because like athletically they they're not gonna be able to figure it out but it, it shouldn't happen that way on the ground you have a middle linebacker at coach tackle it's pathetic I lost Bill I'm just ranting uh I gotta think uh Minnesota quarterbacks we don't trust them I'm just going to keep doing this till Bill gets back. Um, do you remember when Todd McShay said Mitch Leidner was going to be a first-round pick? We were just lied to for no reason. The the Will Levis of Minnesota football. Penn State, great. Will Levis, I'm sorry. He's not first-rounder either at Kentucky. I'm not falling for it. I've been lied to, led astray, bamboozled, hoodwinked before. I won't allow it. I won't allow it. Um, 
I don't know. Jim Harbaugh. I got I got a moment for you. I hope I hope people just leave babies at Jim Harbaugh's offense uh, office all season. I just hope he has a hundred kids at his doorstep this season because of his dumbass guy. That's what I hope. Jim Harbaugh taking care of kids. Ridiculous. Um, <sighs> Purdue's worthless without Rondell Moore. They shouldn't even be in the conference. Um, Rutgers. Actually, don't hate Rutgers. No feeling toward Rutgers. Wisconsin. Love Wisconsin. They just don't change. I love that. Remember when Graham Mertz threw for like a billion yards on Nebraska week week zero one year? Then was not good for three more years. I love that about Wisconsin. Even when they have hope at the quarterback position. It's still mediocre. They're still just going to run the ball. Corn-fed linemen. That's what I love about the Big Ten. Beef. All right. So, we had some audio issues. Uh, I don't know how much of Robbie's riffing is going to make it in. I'm very excited to find out the answer to that. Uh, But it's probably best if we just dive right in to doing – Doing do Yeah, for some reason, my dog decided he now wants to be on the pod. So there's Jersey. Uh, never mind. Let's go right in to totals. But first, I have an ad read to do, and that is for our pod's newest sponsor, Homefield Apparel. If you are a college sports fan on the internet, surely you are aware of Homefield Apparel. If you are not, Homefield is a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of Indianapolis. Their shirts are comfortable, they're unique, and they take the time to make sure that the things you get make you feel a little bit closer to your school. They had, had, important word here, a little thing called Big News Saturday where they tried to get fan bases to buy as much gear as possible. Penn State ended up winning that by such a margin that they ended up retiring it altogether. Uh, I don't know if Penn State winning it is why they retired it. My assumption is no, but I'm going with that anyway. Uh, Now you can still purchase whatever you want from their Penn State line or any other line for that matter from home field. Apparel, there are 15 pieces of Penn State merch and all. And if you are a new customer, you can use the promo code ROARLIONSROAR, uppercase, all caps, uh, one word, and you will get 15% off of your first order. Again, promo code ROARLIONSROAR, uppercase, one word, for 15% off of your first order. And now it's time. Let's talk win totals in the Big Ten. We are going worst to first for the – Good reason that if this pod uh, messes up its recording again, uh, we don't want you people knowing what we think about Ohio State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State. We want you knowing what we think about the bad teams in the conference. And we are going to start with maybe the baddest of them all, Robbie, a team that I know you slandered a moment ago before my internet decided to start being really weird. That would be the mighty Northwestern Wildcats starting off this season in lovely Ireland. Northwestern last year, they were a three and nine football team, one and eight in conference play. Uh, it wasn't 
good by any stretch of the imagination. They started the year three and three and then did not win another game after that. Came close uh, against Iowa, weirdly enough, but neither here nor there. Uh, This year, the Wildcats entering the season over under three and a half wins for Pat Fitzgerald and co. I, I look, I just, I don't think anybody should invest hard earned dollars on Northwestern football and on, on either side. I, I don't think it's, it's, it's good for you to be financially invested. I don't think it's good or healthy to be emotionally invested in what Northwestern football does. I say this as somebody who regularly puts their financial and emotional investment in them on a weekly, on a week to week basis. <laughs> as I said, like they, they, they were a great under team for years. I don't know if they are. They fired the defensive coordinator that broke everything theoretically, but can they fix that immediately? Who's to say, but here's what I'll tell you. If you go, Northwestern's terrible. They're not winning four games. Do you know what happens to you in that situation? Uh, Northwestern wins eight football games. Northwestern wins eight games or nine games, maybe wins the big 10 West and does not average more than 20 points per game in doing so. That's what will happen to you. However, if you want to get bullish on the Wildcats, they will once again forget how to tackle all year. They will lose nine games, and you will be out of luck. Mm-hmm. They will go 0-9 or whatever in the Big Ten. Just don't. Just don't. If you made me, I'd go over because I think, I think they can win one Big Ten game, and I think they beat Duke this year. The rest of their schedule, Southern Illinois, Miami, Ohio. I think they can win one Big Ten game. I don't know where who that's against. It could be Maryland. It could be Illinois. It might be Nebraska. I don't know. Probably not Nebraska. That's, that's not a great matchup for them. But they could win a game somewhere. Purdue, maybe. But I lean over. I know our friend Brad Rowland, colleague. Loves the kitties. <laughs> loves the over. I think he just thinks they can win four games. I don't think Correct. he loves them to be like a bowl team. But loves the over. Fits magic. He he sent me in the text <laughs> before I, I, I hopped on here. He's just, just all in. Uh, look, it, I mean, it feels like, look, when you give Pat Fitzgerald and Northwestern expectations, but. they are going to fall short of them. When you tell them they are going to be bad, and they can throw that big old chip on the shoulder. Four wins, five wins is in play. <laughs> you're, 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 all, you're, that, that's all. That's all I got. Like they're not a good. They're not a good football team. But if they can tackle, like a little better, they can win a couple, couple games. Like that's that's the big thing. Like they they. Yeah. I don't know what happened last year. I mean, they have a pretty decent running back in Evan Hall. Uh, for some reason, uh, you know, I, I haven't really dove into the big fellows yet. Peter Skronsky is being talked about as like a no doubt hyper lock first round NFL draft pick along their offensive line. Like I always just trust Pat Fitzgerald to figure out a defense. Like last year, for, for all we know, last year was a huge outlier for them. And Northwestern football has always had a reliably well-coached defense, and for whatever reason, they just did not last year. I think that normalizes 
that, that, that reverts to the mean a little bit this year. Mm-hmm. Quarterback play, Lord knows what's going to happen there. You want Pass- me to read off their quarterback, their quarterback stats from last year? I don't, but you should. It's fun. Uh, Ryan Holinsky, who I believe is going to be the starter. He's, he's, uh, in, he's in the contention for it, yes. Completed 54% of his passes. That's not great. Go Cox. For, 900, for 978 yards, three touchdowns, and four interceptions. Andrew Marty, Marty Party, uh, senior, 66 for 100 out of 110 pass, 60%, 707 yards, 66 interceptions. So, you know, not, not as bad. And Hunter Johnson, the aforementioned, the greatest quarterback recruit to ever come through uh, Evanston, Illinois, uh, 45 for 75, 424, four TDs and four interceptions as a team, 13 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, Oof. just barely over 2,000 yards passing. Uh, a disgrace, honestly. But – uh, they did have a thousand yard rusher, like you said, in Evan yeah. Hole. He also, I think, was like their fourth leading receiver with almost three hundred yards. Uh, at, no, Rodney, uh, you're, yeah. uh, you're, you're you're incorrect. He was their second leading receiver uh, with thirty three <laughs> catches, two hundred and sixty four yards, and two touchdowns. The two touchdowns. Second leading all, receiver with two hundred seventy yards. <laughs> uh, his, his yards per catch eight. Uh, the one thing I will hey, say, like, not bad for a running back, honestly. Agreed. Uh, like you mentioned, Duke, Southern Illinois, Miami, Ohio is not the uh, toughest non-consulate all all three of those are at home and it comes it they have the buy built in before the duke game uh because they go to uh ireland a thing not enough people are talking about is that pat fitzgerald is going to kiss the blarney stone and be 10 times more powerful uh so i uh, i am picking northwestern to win that game uh i actually don't know if i'm picking northwestern to win that game it's just i don't know if you've noticed pat fitzgerald is Irish. Let's move on uh, to a team in a state with the Irish, uh, and that is the Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, what who, a segue. Robbie, I'm a professional for a reason. Uh, let me tell you something about them Indiana Hoosiers, folks. Vibes, not good. Uh, Indiana last season, real bad. They were uh, Northwestern the bad last year. They were. 2-10, and 0-9 in conference play. Uh, this year, they're entering with a total of three and a half. And, Robbie, I'm going to say something a little bit crazy here. I think I'm going to take the under. <laughs> under? I, I, wow. I do not think this team is especially good. Their savior at quarterback was supposed to be four-star Donovan McCulley. Who, yeah, he's a wide receiver now. No, 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 no. You forgot the most important detail. He apparently went to the coaches and said, I want to be a wide He is the first person in the history of college football to do the opposite of what every wide receiver does, which is say, I want to play quarterback. He was a four-star quarterback who is moving to wide receiver for no reason. They're non-conference. Idaho, they should, win. should win that football game. That's a win. Western Kentucky, who they lose a lot of stuff, but I'm a little bit worried because Western Kentucky can just play basketball on grass. And then they got to travel to Cincinnati to take on the fighting fickles. I am now going to be three touchdown dogs. I am now going to read the rest of their schedule. Start the season against an Illinois team who it is at home. I do give them that. It is on a Friday night, which plus 10 skill attributes for Indiana and everything. But 
Illinois, if there's one thing that they can do, it is push you around and turn a game into a slog. And I just don't know if Indiana is good in that sort of football game. After the Cincinnati game, at Nebraska, Michigan, Maryland, at Rutgers, Penn State, at Ohio State, at Michigan State versus Purdue. They are going to be underdogs. I, I haven't looked at what the line is for the Illinois game. Uh, Indiana minus four and a half. That does surprise me a little bit. But they're going to be underdogs in every game after their first two games of the year, except for Rutgers. But even that's in New Jersey. So I don't know. I, you I don't walk into the birthplace, Bill. You know that. Listen, not, 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 uh, not a lot of people survive a trip to the old Raritan. Uh, I'm going to take the under on Indiana. I just, there's something weird about the vibe of this football team. They're one of those teams that even if, let's say they beat Illinois and Idaho, Mm -hmm. Western Kentucky at Cincinnati, at Nebraska, Michigan, and then a Maryland team that we're going to talk about in a second, but I think is kind of designed um, to do one thing particularly well. And that one thing particularly well, they're really good at. If they start the season two and no, and then go one, two, five losses in a row heading into Rutgers. They get to three if they beat mm-hmm. Rutgers. Penn State at Ohio State at Michigan State, Purdue. I think this is They're going to be basically going to have to win the Purdue game. I think this is going to be a long season for the fine folks in Bloomington. Connor from Homefield Apparel, all of our friends at Homefield Apparel, please don't listen to this podcast. So here's what I'll say. I know you can go ahead. It was, it was four. At certain shops. So if you were going to, and I think we should preface this uh, with, we're breaking, we're, we're picking all of these. We do not believe in all of these should be where you put your hard earned dollars. Like I said about the Northwestern game, we'll let you know when we really believe in something. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you really believe in this, this under enough to want to like suggest people bet it. Correct. But if you were to bet it, it, I know there are fours out there, so you could at least save yourself a push uh, if they were to beat Maryland and Rutgers, basically, or Rutgers and Purdue or something like that. But yeah, look, man, it's bad. I, the quarterback situation is not great with Jack Tuttle and uh, the the transfer from Mizzou or something, or who you're you're looking at. I, I'm, not, I'm not a Mizzou guy, so I kind of, you know, I kind of optimism. <laughs> or, optimism other, for me other there. Than, other than our pal Bill C, who is a Mizzou guy? There's yeah, not many. Then. I mean, there. Am I? I it's it's just it's just it's just folks that went there. Yes, it's a tough scene. I I went to. I've been to two SEC championship games. Both of them were Mizzou getting their asses <laughs> waxed. <laughs> Honestly. Ugh. It's a disgrace to the rest of the SEC East. Like, they should all be ashamed they allowed that to happen. Yes. Twice. Okay? Like, Florida, like, there's a reason Mark Rick was out of there. And I truly believe it's that Georgia fans went to the Dome and had to watch Mizzou play Alabama. (laughs) I left in the third quarter. I was covering the game. I left. (laughs) I, I was on shift left in the third quarter so that I could get ready for the ACC title game. That's how bad it is. Yeah. So anyway, that's just a little Mizzou slander while they're kicking them off. The alpha nerd though, he's got them trending. Um, yeah, I look, I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't have real strong feelings on Indiana. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and and say that they're just a stone cold lock for an over three and a half feels real low, uh, especially just because things get weird in those games with the Illinois and Indianas and Rutgers and Maryland's and like they all kind of exist in the same morass. Um, that that's the perfect yeah, word to describe. It. I think I mean yeah, like there's just it's weird. I mean, even like Nebraska, like I don't, I don't like it. Uh, four, I'd lean, I'd be a little more confident on the other because it's really hard to find five wins on that schedule. They basically have to win every winnable game to get there. Uh, but at three and a half, firm stay away. Four, agreed. Talk me into the under. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the mighty Scarlet Knights of Rutgers. Uh, Yet another team that was not good last year. Rutgers went five and seven with a two and but seven. But they won five games. In conference, they did win five games. They won five and games. We'll, we'll give them this. That is better than what the other teams have done. Uh, Rutgers, four wins is their total this year. Uh, I'm going to tell you the single reason why I am. I'm probably leaning towards a push here. One. Their two best players from last year, running back Isaiah Pacheco, wide receiver Bo Melton, have since moved on. Two best offense players like last year mm-hmm. have since moved on to the NFL. I think those are going to be pretty difficult guys to replace, even though I know they have a four-star quarterback named Gavin Winsat, who uh, maybe he is able to win the job. I haven't checked uh, if he has been named the starting quarterback. Give me two seconds. And they haven't said. So they might go in that direction. But – when I went to the Penn State Rutgers game last year, and mm-hmm. half of Penn State's team was out with the stomach flu, mm-hmm. they Rutgers. I have never seen anything like this. Penn State basically put eight guys in the box and manned up every cornerback and said, "We are not letting you run the football. You mm-hmm. are going to throw the football. That is literally the only thing we will let you do." Penn State won 28 to nothing because despite that, Rutgers went, now we're going to run the football anyway. And it didn't work well for them. I I think that Greg Schiano is like a good program builder type guy. Maybe they're able to pip a few uh, teams that aren't expecting it at some point. But I'm looking at this schedule. I feel really good about them at home against Wagner. I feel decent about them against Temple. Starting the season at no, Boston they're gonna College. they're gonna they're gonna beat Temple. Temple's a pretty not good team. I don't think Rutgers is very good. Boston College, that's a tricky one to start the season. I I'm B, not sure. BC the BC if the BC game I think is the one you have to mm-hmm. feel they win. Um. I lean over because I think they're gonna they're gonna catch somebody. That that's fair. Like I, they're gonna. Here's the thing. I think push. It's gonna. It's Nebraska. I was about to say. Let me uh, tell you who they play on a Friday night at home at 7 p.m. Uh, that would be the mighty Nebraska Cornhuskers. Right before they go on their bye, uh, it is a, it is a week after Ohio State, so I am interested in how they come out looking after they sure. lose. They lose that 66 game. to three. If the Bucks are feeling merciful, yes. The, the saddest field goal possible. Greg yes. will take it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, but like Wagner Temple, I, 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 and I think they can beat Indiana. Possibly, I, I, I agree. I, I think it's 
it's more likely to be a push. Um, I just, I don't know. Like I always just expect Rutgers to trip somebody up when Shiano's the head coach. That's, that's, I think that's reasonable. One of these Nebraska's Maryland. I mean, couldn't you, when do they, let me see their schedule real fast. Here, here's um, what it is. BC, Wagner, Temple, or it's their non-con. And then Iowa at Ohio State, Nebraska, Indiana, at Minnesota, and then Michigan at Michigan State, Penn State at Maryland to end the year. So basically, so, if they, I, I think if they don't get to four by the time they get to November, th- they're going yeah. to be in for a bad time. Agree. So – but like the you know we t- like the Nebraska game is definitely a possibility. That Minnesota game is after Minnesota goes to Penn State, mm-hmm. um, and if let's say Minnesota riding a little high, you know, if they were to to, to pull off an upset on the road or something, wouldn't that be a for spot sure. for Rutgers to just for sure <laughs> just just bury some but PJ Flex hopes just the boat sinking, um, or at that point Minnesota might be two losses in having gone to Michigan state and Penn state by then, and they might be a little wobbly. I, look, there's just, there's, I, I think Tom Fernelli said it. Uh, he, he's like, like Rutgers, when they don't face a huge talent disparity, they can just muck it up enough. Yeah. They're willing to muck it up and they're willing to do things that are a little bit unconventional. Like and the, the, the one thing I'll give Shiano is that I think he is probably one of the better coaches in the Big Ten at understanding that, like, his coordinators are better equipped to, like, coach a football game. Like, he's he just seems to – every time I've ever watched Rutgers, I don't think Shiano is, like, holding the play sheet in front of his face. It's strings, all, yeah. Right. It's always, like, going and talking, patting guys in the back, saying, here's what I saw, here's what I saw, and then getting out of the way, which I will give him. Yeah. yeah. So, I think it's for – Again, I wouldn't bet it on either side because like Northwestern, you just shouldn't be financially or emotionally invested in Rutgers football unless you are from the cradle, man. Um, And well, well, I actually disagree because some people are from the cradle and are not financially or emotionally invested in Rutgers football. It's it's a square and rectangle thing. (laughs) Like not all, not not all rectangles are squares, but all squares are rectangles. That's right. That's right. Come on. <laughs> uh, let's let's uh, let's move on to yeah the Illinois Fighting Illini, a team that I did, not watch, I, I did not watch a single game of theirs last year. Uh, so Brother, I no 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 no. Shut up! Shut up! Shut let up! Let me tell you. Now you're going to listen. Up. It was Brett Bielema <laughs> football, baby. We uh, got down and dirty with tight ends and fullbacks. I watched plenty of Illinois. They were a staple. <laughs> Of the Big Ten Network at noon, brother. Little Matt Millen on the call? Come on. Matt Millen goaded. Uh, Illinois. Legend. Terrible, terrible coach. GM. Real bad. At four and a half, um, what I think is going – what interests me about this Illinois team, one, it is very possible to me, Wyoming at Indiana, Virginia, Chattanooga, it is possible, in my opinion, that Illinois is at four by the time their conference play started. I that that Virginia game makes me feel a little queasy. I think they can bully Indiana, and yep. if 
they can bully Indiana. I think they can win that. They could take that crowd. I was excited. You know, that's the that's an early season game in Bloomington on a Friday night. I think they can win mm-hmm. that game. But let's let's just say hypothetically they are able to win all four of those games, even if they go three and one in that stretch. Mm-hmm. Iowa at home, Minnesota at home, Purdue at home at Northwestern. They're going to lose at Michigan. They're going to lose to Sparty in all likelihood. I'm not. I will right. not throw out the possibility that Sparty does something stupid. At Wisconsin, they're probably going to lose that. At Nebraska, yeah. who knows? I do think the way Illinois plays, the way Brett Bielema, I, I do think Brett Bielema is up there. In, I, you know, I think he's in the conversation for one of the two to three best football coaches in the Big Ten in terms of knowing how he wants his teams to play and having them execute it. Chase Brown, Josh McCray were a really good backfield last year. Uh, I believe Reggie Love is their young running back who they're very high on. They can get down and dirty. They can get some games in the muck next this upcoming season. They did uh, announce today Tommy DeVito, the Syracuse transfer, is going to be their starting quarterback. He He's brings not, a running element too. He is not great, but he is better than Brandon Peters and Arthur Sikowski. Uh, Rutgers, Rutgers, Rutgers legend. legend. Michigan legend, Rutgers legend, Syracuse legend. That is a that is an interesting quarterback room. And Isaiah Williams that. is a very good wide receiver. I think I am leaning pretty strongly on four and a half here. And this is probably, if I'm betting on one of these first four teams we've talked about, this might be the one I do. Uh, yeah, I mean, so here's where I actually have pause for concern. And you just mentioned that, that Brett knows the style he wants to play. Mm-hmm. Tom Fernelli is an Illinois man. I, He's in the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he likes the over. He's but he, his wins that he's picking is a little weird. He's got them beating uh, Minnesota and Purdue, which is interesting, Ooh, and losing okay. losing to Indiana and Virginia, which I think we have some opposite. But again, the the math all still is the same. Yeah, math is my still concern math. is Tom's excited because the new OC that they have is supposed to open things up. Some I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. This team is built in Burt's image, right? Okay. You crafted a roster that's supposed to run 32 sets. All right. We're supposed to have three tight ends and two in the backfield sometimes, and maybe one wide receiver just because like we're supposed to, Um, but like we, we want beef on the line. and, And I'm not sure how I feel about this whole spreading the fellas out thing for a team that's been recruited by Brett. Like I yeah. don't, I'm a little concerned that that brings a couple of disasters into play. That's that okay. Is very fair. Especially with Tommy DeVito, who I, I'm a, I'm a Dino guy. I like Dino. He's not great, but like, he's fun. <laughs> what, what like Syracuse hasn't was. been good recently, but like they, they're fun. Yeah. The thing about Tommy DeVito is if you let him, Throw the football too much. It is bad. It's mm-hmm. not good. He's mm-hmm. gonna make mistakes and he's gonna try to put it in places he can't put it. He's good running the football. And I think there's some dynamic stuff they can do in that. And that's what Tom seems to be insisting that they're gonna kind of spread out, run a little more option type stuff and, and reads and that sort of thing and diversify the looks. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe that gets them a win. 
But I get a little nervous when I hear about them pushing the ball downfield and stuff, especially now that Tommy DeVito's throwing the rock because he's he's not always going to look off that safety. But I agree. I think of these first four, you can talk me into an Illini over. It worries me a touch. I think Brad has the under, but <laughs> you can talk me I, into it. Here's Let's move on to a team I'm really interested in, and that is the Maryland Terrapins. Their total is six. On mm-hmm. one hand, uh, mm-hmm. basically all their good recruits from the last year on defense decided they were done, uh, which I'll be honest, I don't think that's a good thing. Uh, suboptimal. <laughs> depending on how you're looking at it. The one thing I will say, uh, other big thing, other starting running back last year, Tayon Fleet Davis is now uh, in the league. But the one thing I will say is that of all the five teams we've talked about so far, and then I will even go on and lump Purdue, Minnesota, Nebraska into this. They're just that kind of next tier of teams. Mm-hmm. Mar- the thing that Maryland is good at, throwing the Crap football. Cakes. They are, yes, crab cakes and football, as we all know. The thing that this specific Maryland football team is good Mm -hmm. at, uh, throwing the football, I legitimately think, like, I I will buy into the only team with a better passing attack in the Big Ten. That coming into the season is Ohio State. I think Talia, it might be empty calories sometimes, but he Mm -hmm. will throw the ball and get yardage and shred your defense a bit. I think Rock and Jarrett and Dante Demas, especially Demas, can come back healthy is a really good wide receiver one-two punch. Again, like the only one I will straight up take over it right now are the 7,000 guys that Ohio State has. So you then look at their schedule. Buffalo at Charlotte and then the fight in Rhett Lashley's of SMU. There's mm-hmm. three wins. They're halfway home at that point. They're going yep. to lose to Michigan. They're probably going to lose to Michigan State, although that game is at home. And mm-hmm. we have seen Maryland do some real weird stuff at home. Yes. Their next three games after those two versus Purdue mm-hmm. at Indiana mm-hmm. versus Northwestern. And they mm-hmm. end the year at home against Rutgers. Mm-hmm. I think while I don't love this Maryland team generally, I think the fact that they are that good at throwing the football, they have that thing that they can go to every time. I think the over here is a pretty – one of the safer bets on my board. What do you think? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the the only concern is you can turn them over mm-hmm. because they're going to throw the ball that much. And if they turn it over against the wrong team and lose the wrong game at the wrong time, then yeah. you're basically hoping for a push. Because yeah. the, the schedule is just tough. Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That's five. That's five losses, man. You gotta win yep. every winnable game to go over. That's just. It's just tough. The margin for error on this is just so tough. I. I like. I, I. I. I get Michigan State's not a guaranteed loss, but they're gonna be dogs. Right. I, it's. It's. And and maybe they can do something like. Do they do they, they go to Wisconsin? Because if they go to Wisconsin, then they're not winning that game. They, they go to Wisconsin, then they're not winning that game. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like I think they're a fun team, and I think there's something that to be said for doing something not a lot of other teams do in a conference. You know, mm-hmm. like 
we're just gonna throw the ball. Like we they're, don't care. We're in the Big Ten. We don't care. They're that gonna we're, put like, up big points and big passing yardage yeah. every game. The thing is, their defense might be total cheese. Yeah, it's. I'm. I don't think I'm as bullish on you on the safe part. I do think it's more That's likely right. that they win six games and make a bowl game, and so you just push. But those five games on the schedule make it such a thin margin fair. Like you can't lose to Purdue. You can't lose to, you know, you can't have one of those stumbling blocks. You can't get mm-hmm. Northwestern. You can't get Rutgers. Like you can't have one of those little trip ups that some other teams might be able to get away with. Um, because like, and it's, it's the problem with being in the East and getting a bad draw in the West. Like yeah, it's just, that's fair. If you draw Wisconsin and you're one of the lower teams in the East, like you just have a not fun schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, do you get too beat up for that Rutgers game at the end of the year? Like what, what again, six wins is where I would put them at. I agree. Tali is able to push it downfield in a way that, like you said, not many big 10 teams can. And maybe that means they can catch somebody. Like maybe they can catch Michigan state at home. Maybe they can do something there and, and then sure. But I do, I do have concerns a touch about the schedule, but mm-hmm. I'm with you. I guess I would lean over because it would be basically the Michigan state and Purdue games. Can they win one of those? Agreed. Uh, the one thing I will say is that at our nine to fives, we almost certainly will be writing a post this year based off of the Maryland game where the two teams combined to score like 150 points. It's going to be, oh, yeah, no, it's going to be gross for me. Like I, as, yes. a, as a, as an underman, I hate Maryland, <laughs> at, uh, my, my pal, uh, Patrick Mayhorn of meet at midfield once described them as the most house of highlights team in college football. I agree. Uh, Purdue and Minnesota, both of I'm lumping them together because their number is both seven. Okay. Uh, I, I'm taking the under on both for the simple reason. Wow. For the simple reason, I just don't care about either of these teams. Wow. Um, the one thing, man, people, I, are, I people feel, are, are, there's chatter about Minnesota being good, man. Well, the thing, the thing I will like, give there's Minnesota. There's smart people that like Minnesota. The thing I will give Minnesota, but this is like, this is a part good, part bad. We did see mm-hmm. Tanner Morgan's best years with Kirk Soraka as his, uh, as his uh, offensive coordinator, Sharaka's back. Morgan did only go 59.8% completion, 2,044 yards, 10 touchdowns, nine interceptions. I think you're betting on two things with them. One, him having a big bounce back year with his mm-hmm. the OC who knows him. And, you know, the concern is that they don't have two NFL wide receivers like they did during his best years. And then two, you're betting on a Mohamed Ibrahim bounce back year off of, I believe it was an Achilles tear, which maybe he's able to do that. I don't know. I'm a little bit concerned. But at the end of the day, like, I just think, like, Minnesota just bores me. Like, we're at the point where I just think they're kind of in that middle class of the Big Ten West. And I don't know if there is a more boring thing in college football than the middle class of the Big Ten West. I will give them New Mexico State, Western Illinois, Colorado is their non con Isn't that? That is. That is. That is some Charmin ass non-con, uh, and then their crossover games at Penn State versus Rutgers, and then it, so you know what Rutgers and Michigan State, and Michigan State. Rutgers yeah. Northwestern and those three games are all at home. That's five. If they could find two more wins in there, which certainly not implausible, 
I would probably be a little bit more confident about them than I am Purdue. And with if, Purdue, it's just, yeah. With So with Minnesota, um, that's this is another team where if you're going to go under, there are seven and a halfs out there, and you should definitely yes. go find that. Yes. Um, at seven, like, I think they probably win seven games. Like, Okay. You mentioned the five games that they should win. Non-cons, Rutgers, and Northwestern. Um, you get Iowa at home, and Minnesota-Iowa is always one of those games that just is hideous and I love. Uh, just great, great field position football between those two teams. Um, Real fundamentals. On the, total, the, to- the total there will be 43 and a half, and I'll have the under. Like, I can't wait. Uh, they can beat Purdue. They get Illinois, Nebraska's. I think they go on the road to Nebraska, and that's you know it's not a. In, in I, I don't front know. Of the, like the I just I fans in college football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, balloons and things, just so friendly. Um, I just I don't know. Like the draw is not the hardest out of the East. I mean, Michigan State, Penn State, Rutgers. They're you know Penn State's a loss. Michigan State's probably a loss, but like we said, like. There's not a lock that that Sparty's able to kind of do what they I don't know. It comes down to that offensive line at Minnesota. Yes, always. Like can they be better? Um and if and if they can, you could talk me into winning eight games just because, like you said, they are like every other team in the middle of the Big Ten West, and somebody's got to win some games. Yeah. And maybe fair. everybody maybe everybody goes seven and five. Maybe they all do. Nebraska, that, Minnesota. That would be really funny. Nebraska, Minnesota, Purdue all could go seven and five. Yes. But I think one of them wins eight games, and you could talk me into Minnesota being the team that does. And somebody wins six games, and you could talk me into Purdue being that team. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, on- Purdue Purdue without Rondale Moore is not a, a team I care about. Correct. Purdue uh- – Aiden O'Connell's back at quarterback. They couldn't run the football at all last year, so they threw it a ton, and now the guy they threw it to the most is not there anymore. On defense, they have to replace their top two tacklers, linebacker Jalen Alexander, safety Marvin Grant, and their best defensive player, George Karloftis, is now in the NFL. Um, starting the year with Penn State, that's uh, that, that is an Tough. interesting that is an interesting football game. Like, you know. I'm, I would like it if Penn State won, and I think I'm going to pick Penn State. But then things get a bit easier for them. Indiana State at Syracuse, FAU, at Minnesota, at Maryland, Nebraska. End the year, Northwestern, Indiana, and sandwich in the middle of there at Wisconsin, Iowa, at Illinois. I, uh, you know, this is – if they can run the football at all, I'd feel a little bit better mm-hmm. about them. If their defense wasn't losing so many impact players and they weren't losing a guy as good as David Bell because ball – yeah, you know, while Milton Wright, uh, Milton Wright might not be in college. I, I, yeah. Oh wait, no, he he's still in college. My bad. Milton Wright and Jackson Anthrop were both good receivers for them, um, but David Bell was the guy when they just needed a miracle. They just throw it. Just throw it. Just throw it. Just huck it. it. Just fucking hope that works. He's down uh, there somewhere. Yeah. Oh wait, no, actually, I I was wrong. Milton Wright and Jackson Anthrop. So they have to replace their three best pass catchers. That's not from good. last year. Not good. Um, yeah, a lot has to happen for Purdue uh, to get to seven wins. Their schedule, that non-con is real charm and soft, uh, mm-hmm. so that will certainly help them a bit. But, yeah, I will probably 
I, oh God. When uh, Tom gave out his number, it was at eight and a half, and it was at eight and a half. Who? Oh wait, no, no, that was Penn State. Looking at the wrong team, no, it was yeah, seven. No, bad, there's it's bad. seven. My yeah, bad. Yeah, seven. Yeah. yeah. I, I, even I, so, I, like I, yeah. I, 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 I feel better about the end there, just because, like you said, like I feel like with with, with Minnesota, you're talking about things that feel more likely to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, a bounce back year for a guy under a coordinator he's familiar with, um, a team that historically has a pretty good offensive line getting things back there. Like you kind of believe some of these things can happen. Talk about everything Purdue has to, has to do to, to rekindle the magic from a nine and three year, replace pretty much everybody that mattered on offense um, at the skill positions. And, you know, you lose your best defender. That was the, the guy that got after the quarterback and was the reason that, that you were able to, kind of have a havoc rate that was pretty high i i i think i think this is more likely to be a six and six team than an eight and four team so under that's fair uh moving on nebraska seven <laughs> and a half i'm handing out the under here and i'm not going to talk yes. about football one bit i just find them unserious under like first off who scheduled oklahoma <laughs> no 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 they did this uh this was uh, the home and home. They played the first leg of this last year. And I vividly remember, I will not name names, but there was a person who has covered Nebraska for a very long time who wrote a piece about how nice Oklahoma fans were to Nebraska fans during that game and how they just don't get that in the Big Ten. And I thought that was really funny. Love that. Um yeah, like that. Don't don't schedule home and homes with Oklahoma. What's the upside there? Like seriously, what's the are you are you going you're, into Oklahoma and getting recruits? One, you is get that, to is that, that a hotbed? You get to say you did it for historical reasons. Like, and are you two, really? We, we we know how bad Nebraska is at selling out their stadium, so this is a chance. Oh to get yeah, no, it's a real, it's real real tough for them. I like. <laughs> I just I just like what's the upside there? You're not going to get the recruits. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State are going to seal up all those guys that are good. And it's not exactly like a, a hotbed. Um, I It just baffles me. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, yes, this is going to be a, a firm underplay mm-hmm. because seven and a half. You mean they can go seven and five and I win? Mm-hmm. Can you count how many wins on the schedule? Well, that's what I was about to say. Oklahoma at Michigan, Wisconsin at Iowa. You can basically write those four losses in ink, I think. Mm -hmm. They can't afford another loss on their schedule. They can't lose another one. So they can't lose to to Minnesota. They can't lose to a a Purdue team that we're not high on, but things get weird. They can't lose to an Illinois. Illinois might just make things weird. That might be That's the game maybe where Purdue decides we're going to bully some guys. Yeah, like, I, no thank you. Gross. Further uh, away. And then, and then, like we mentioned. I would trust to, Minnesota more than Nebraska. And what did we talk woo! about? What was that? That, that, that was me uh, doing a weird Ric Flair. Like, I, <laughs> I love that, Robbie. Yeah, I would trust, I would trust Minnesota over Nebraska. Um, I don't. I just, I just don't see it. I don't see where they get eight wins like more often than not. That's the other thing is like you just gotta really believe that if you ran this out a bunch, 
they're gonna they're gonna do that more 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 times than they're gonna win seven games. I don't know how you how you believe that if you're outside of Lincoln. No thanks. And like we talked in the open, like come on, this is a team that's coached by Scott Frost that has bad habits, and I don't see them kicking those bad habits. This is a coach that was bragging about his offensive line puking twenty times a damn practice. Like what are we what are we doing? What are we doing? Why do we keep doing this with guys like this? Why do we keep like even look, Pat Fitzgerald saw that quote and was like, what the hell's wrong with you? You know, like that's <laughs> that's how stupid that sounded. Okay? Like even like Brett Bielma was probably like, it's a it's a bit much, man. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? I just I can't like you said, you cannot take a you cannot take a Scott Frost Nebraska team seriously until they absolutely prove it to me. Yeah. Also, is uh, is uh, is Adrian Martinez still playing quarterback? He's, he is at Kansas. State. Oh, he's at Kansas. Oh, he's gonna be great at Kansas State. We discussed this before. Yeah, 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 he's gonna be great there. They're they're it's gonna drive Nebraska fans insane. Their new quarterback is Casey Thompson, formerly of Texas. Uh, oh, oh no, Texas! Mm. You're taking the Texas quarterback? Yeah. In the year of our Lord, 2022. <laughs> uh, here's here's final question before we move on. After Oklahoma, Ooh. they have a bye. After Purdue, they have a bye. Do we think either of those byes are going to lead to Scott Frost having to pack up his office? Oklahoma's pretty early in the season, right? Yes, that is. That's it's too. Game, it's going to be fourth game. Of too the early. Too early. Yes. Purdue, if they are coming off a loss to uh, to the Spacemen, troubles brewing. Troubles are brewing. Troubles Moving brewing. on. I, I don't know if they fire him in season though. I think they. I think. I think the way they set this up, they'll just be like just end of the year. If it, if they if they go, but here, but if they go six and six, is he there? Is six and six enough of a turnaround from three and nine? I need to see how it happens because if they are six and six by just like if they're six and six, but in a way that is like how do I say it? If they fired, six and six, they fired Bo Pelini for being too mean. So if they're six and six in a respectable way, I think they'll be fine. But like, like if they're, if they're is it is six, it respectable but, to lose games again like they did last year? Like, is it respectable well that, to just keep shitting the bed at the end of the game? I don't know if I can well that, on this podcast. Uh, you get one, whatever. If they, I, what I will say, they end the year at Michigan, Wisconsin, at Iowa. If they get, if they Dude, look bad, steamrolled, bad. If they get steamrolled, yeah, that's games. that's actually that's a good point. If they're six and three and finish yeah. six and six. I actually do think that's a good point. Like if they yeah. get. If that's if that's a combined thirty five points of loss, probably not good. That's a good point. We'll we'll, we'll make Iowa a quick one. Iowa Dude, seven and a half. Just um, I'm I, I'm I'm going to take the over because it's Iowa. yeah, like, it's Iowa. Are you kidding me? I, I think Spencer Petrus like really sucks, but it, it's Iowa. But he's an Iowa quarterback, man. They're all right. they're all the right. same. Exactly. Every Iowa quarterback. It's just like every Baylor quarterback was Bryce Petty for years. Correct. Every Iowa quarterback's the same dude, man. Correct. They what just- I will say, I I will give them this. Their star punter Tory Taylor is back, and he single handedly won that multiple football games Bro. last year. Their Baller. their crossover. 
Crossover, South Dakota State at home, El Asico at home, Nevada at home. They should win all three of those games in large part because I expect Matt Campbell. Like, Matt Campbell is just Big 12 Scott Frost. Let's, let's call it like we see it. And then other than that, Northwestern at home. Well, hang on, hang on. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's won nine games before. That's fair. That's fair. Well, Scott Frost has won 12 games before. That set uh, that, that, <laughs> in the words of in the words champion, in the words of Stephen Godfrey, that was at a uh, a feeder farm for Hilton night managers. Um, <laughs> Fair. Anyway, we're both taking the Iowa over because Iowa over because it's yeah. it's Kirk Ferentz and he rolls out of bed and gets eight wins a season. Man, like that's what yes. he does, brother. Michigan State seven and a half. Um, I think it's, we all doesn't t- this feel low? Doesn't this feel low? Even understanding it's going to be a step back, even understanding they're probably not going to be as good, like seven and a half. Because I mean, like, what I will basically say is, if their defense is as bad as it was last year, they're not going to have Kenneth Walker to you know save their asses this year. I think Peyton Thorne is a fine college quarterback. Uh, the fact that oh, he's, he lost I mean, one, yeah, he lost one the, of his two wide. Uh, uh, yes, every Michigan State quarterback. Is it's just, just it's just it's just like Iowa. Every Michigan yes. State quarterback has been the same for years. <laughs> like it's really incredible how they keep doing this. Like it's great. Yes, even with the new head coaching, still doing it. Uh, they lost one of their two pass catchers who uh, he really relied on in Jalen Naylor. Uh, their tight end Connor Hayward also no longer there. I, I do think Jaden Reed is a I think he's a baller. But you then look at their non-conference, Western Michigan, Akron, at Washington. They're winning all three of those games. Minnesota at home after that, they're winning that game. So there's four if, right from the jump. If you think they go on the road and beat Washington, then you lock yes. up this over. There's like if And they're three-and-a-half-point favorites, I think, on the, on the look-ahead line. If you think they go on the road and beat Michael Penix – Friend, old friend of the Big Ten, old friend of Never the program of here. Never heard of him. They go on the road and beat Washington, and Washington's not a, a particularly good Pac-12 football team. They're like mm-hmm. a middle of the pack. If you think they win that game, they lose to Ohio State and Penn State, and they can lose to Michigan, and you're still talking about nine wins. If they win everything else, they could lose to Wisconsin and still get and there. I mean, eight. like, yeah, there's so many pathways. For them, there's enough coin flip games on the schedule. And mm-hmm. unlike Nebraska, I trust them in those games because I trust Mel Tucker more than I trust Scott Frost for sure. But like they just they play fairly smart football. I, yeah. I just, you know, they don't have I don't know if they I don't know if the chaos machine still exists in uh, in East Lansing. I don't know if the weather machine can be dusted off anymore. But I just I trust them to play smart and not shoot themselves in the foot late in the game, and that's going to win them eight games this year. Like, yeah, even if they stumble in a couple spots, if they beat Washington, you lock this up. Right. The old like, if we're assuming Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan are all losses, which sure yeah. we'll do that. Rest of their schedule. Western Michigan, Akron at Washington, Minnesota at Maryland, at Illinois, Rutgers, Indiana at Penn State. You could th- throw one more, even if it's not Penn State, even if they go into Happy Valley and beat Penn State at the end of the season. Yeah. 
you have to think Wash a Washington team that is like starting to get it like they fired their coach last year, a new coach in, and you have to think by week three they're gonna have things figured out to a point that they can beat Michigan State, which Right. Maryland, just, you know, if they can't We talked if, about the Maryland game. Yes, if if Michigan State still can't stop teams from passing the ball, Tally is gonna throw for five hundred yards on them. But that might not be enough because they're not <laughs> able to do anything on defense. I like right. I'm on record, I don't love how they're building their program through just going portal shopping every year. And I think one time of messing up there can be sure. really bad for them. But they haven't like we haven't seen them mess up yet in the one year that they this is year two of doing that. Maybe yeah. it's something that could work for them. So I, I agree with you. I'm taking you over there. In the I just, I think it's, I think, I think this, this number should at least just be set at eight and like maybe yeah. they would just get hammered on unders, but like, I, I think this should be set at eight because mm-hmm. the schedule is just not hard enough. Like it's really not. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's move on to the love of my life. My son and stars, my, the, the, the everything to me, Robbie, the Penn State Nittany Lions at eight and a half coming off of two years that weren't particularly great. Mm-hmm. And what I will basically say is that at eight and a half, you could, if you pen in Michigan and Ohio State as losses, mm-hmm. you need to then assume they are going to lose three of at Purdue, at Auburn versus Michigan State to get to seven. Or two. You can, they need to lose two. Yeah. Two of them get them to eight. I think they're going to beat Purdue. Mm-hmm. I don't like Auburn just like as an institution. Um, I, I think they're horribly unserious. That is a very tough game. Michigan State is just such a wild card to me. Sure. That total – I'm taking the under as a total emotional hedge here. Uh, if I could be perfectly frank about it, but you know, maybe they're able to make something happen. You know, they, they should beat Purdue. They could beat Auburn. They could beat Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I understand that I am just being a pessimistic fan here. Tom has them as the over. Where do, what say you? Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna be the optimist here. I think they. Go ahead. I think they're they're the over team. I think. If they can find half, you know, close to the rhythm they had with Clifford last year before the injury, mm-hmm. like this is, this is a team that's absolutely as good as Michigan State, if not better, yes. right? Like this is this is a home. team, and that's a home game. So like, I, I just, I think, you know, it's it's weird taking overs on all of these East teams. Like all, I think I'm gonna have the over mm-hmm. on all four teams at the at the top of the east but it's just it's like the way the schedules shake out like i think it can happen like because it's again if michigan state was at eight i would have a little more trepidation about them but at seven and a half like i think they can get to eight penn state same thing if they were at nine i i I wouldn't lock up and over i think they're a nine win team yeah you are right to be terrified of going to auburn you are hundred yeah. percent right to be terrified going Auburn, but they should win that game. They like should. I know it's Auburn. It's weird stuff happens. Auburn Jesus comes out and you know, all these flapping his wings and stuff and people leave kicks short and weird stuff happens, man. Balls bounce off helmets and into receivers hands. And I've seen it all. I covered enough Auburn <laughs> my time at CBS my time at the great fan buzz 
to know. Weird stuff happens. But this that's also just an Auburn team that's in shambles. Like Yeah, I forgot I forgot they didn't fire Brian Harson despite they, like despite like boot, yeah. Booster's like leaking to the media the name of like a, a recruiting staffer, like real bad stuff. Dude, it's it's it was bad there. They don't really have a solid quarterback situation. Tank, they, Tank Bigsby is disgust. He terrifies me, but well, yeah, but also like I'll say the, this. Yes. I say this respectfully to Tank Bigsby. Like if he was in the Big Ten, like you would just think he was not a Big Ten dude. That's fair. Like honestly, like you would just be like, yeah, man. <laughs> like if he was at Wisconsin, you'd be like, they did it again. <laughs> right, right. Like seriously, like yeah, like he right, looks weird right. because he's in a conference that doesn't, outside of Alabama, tends to have fleet-footed backs, right? Like, mm-hmm. or at least more balanced guys. And he's just the big bruiser that you you haven't seen in a while down there. You just haven't. Like most most of those teams outside of again Alabama's gets one of those a year. They always have a six foot three monster. Yes. But like if you were, if he was at Wisconsin, you'd be like, well, Wisconsin did it again. You know? Yeah, that's right. Hot dog. Uh, and also like the offensive line's not great. Like I, yeah, they should, they should beat Auburn. If they beat Auburn, then you, you get to nine. That's right. the swing game. And obviously it's not a lock, but if they win that game, then they have, the margin that, that, for error yes. to lose to Michigan State or Minnesota or Purdue or somebody weird. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like they 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 won't beat Ohio State, but that is going to be a home game in Ohio State. Just like forgets how to play football. Well, and that's the, that's, so, hey, I think that's the toughest game know. on Ohio State schedule. Yeah, toughest game on the Buckeyes. Very well, might be. I'm. Yeah, I I I. I yeah, I don't disagree. I was thinking just because it's on the road. Do I really want to say? Do I, I was going to say? Do I really want to say Notre Dame is, but that's not Notre Dame. Uh, let's let's move on to the fighting Graham Mertz's. Graham Mertz still here in lovely Madison, Wisconsin. The Badgers at nine. They are the favorites to win the Big Ten West. And Robbie, I'm going to be a huge coward and push. I mean, that's yeah. I think that's great. Like. Look, man, I, I, I love Wisconsin football just as a as a ethos. What it stands uh, for. Yeah, like I, I really do. Um, if I were a Wisconsin fan, probably a little frustrated. Um, yes. Graham Mertz, I remember the Friday night game against, was it Nebraska, I'm pretty sure? Where he just carved him up. 400 yeah. yards or something. And we were talking about, ooh, Wisconsin's got a QB. No, they don't. Wisconsin never has a QB, <laughs> man. They had Russell Wilson. They didn't have a QB, man. They, they, they just... made Russell They made Russell Wilson okay. Do you know how far <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, they, they had that man run an I-formation play action, throwing seven-yard out routes to tight ends. Russell Wilson, who throws maybe the most beautiful deep ball I've ever seen. <laughs> he lays that thing in there, just dropped out of the sky. And you had that man running shallow crossers all day. <laughs> what are we doing? What? 
It is an ethos. Do you friend. think they ever do you do you think they ever even saw him throw a deep ball in practice and ever thought, hey man, like this this dude can really drop it drop it in there. Should we Yeah. Should we do this more? So so long as Barry Alvarez is living, no. Had this <laughs> Dude, yeah. I, look, and so and so. Here's the thing: there's just not a, they don't have the extra gear to beat the best teams. Like we know right. this, but right. you run into Camp Randall on the wrong weather day, and you have mm-hmm. no chance. You have no chance if it's but snowing have it, have... and blowing fifteen. Wisconsin wins. I'm sorry. Don't care who but you have, are, other than other but, than Ohio State. That's the only team I think that's impervious to Wisconsin. I, having said that, I just looked at their three toughest games on the schedule: Ohio State, Michigan State, Iowa. Those are all on the road. Yeah, no, and that's and that's the, the thing. schedule makers were not nice. No, they didn't. They didn't give them the. If Michigan State was at Camp Randall, I'd have a completely different outlook on. Yes, I think them and Michigan State. Let's not. It's in East Lansing, and Wisconsin's just fine. Like they're a fine yeah. football team outside of Camp Randall, and like inside the whenever they the jump around thing and plus ten skill attributes everywhere. Um, yes. But they're gonna run the damn ball. We know that, and I'm gonna enjoy yeah. watching it. And I'm gonna have unders a lot because they're gonna play good defense. Um, and you know, Paul Chris is gonna lumber up and down that sideline, and yeah. Uh, look like he's in desperate need of a bathroom at all times. They they really should just make Jim Leonard their coach. <laughs> like, dude, what, Jim, Jim Leonard? This how, man how many is a de- marble. How many how many coordinators, offensive or defensive, would you take before you put Jim Leonard on your staff? Not many. Nah, he's top five. That top, dude is yes. that dude. Because here's the thing. Wisconsin's not out there out athleting you, right? Yeah. Like you're not you're not sitting there with a defense that just has speed at every position, and that dude gets them. Like we we talk about, you know how we always like how I used to always love Northwestern because they were a good fundamental tackling team. I don't think I've ever seen a team that tackles better than Wisconsin year in year. No, 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 like, no absolutely not. They drill it and they are fundamental they are on it and look again the ethos speaks to me at a very deep and personal level are they a team that can win 10 games maybe if uh, one thing breaks right but those three road games are just tough and i think it's a nine wins right if if i were if i had to pick if you know gun to my head i have to pick whether or not they go over or under nine i would probably pick oh god i'd probably pick the under just because like there's just it's too easy for yeah. their margin for air is always so much yeah. thinner because they're not scoring exactly that's, they, that's, they win and that's 17 13 yeah and when you and when you're so dependent on that you are a bad snap away from trouble Right, like, mm-hmm. or your or your Graham Mertz doing something stupid over the middle away mm-hmm. from trouble, and I just, it's the one problem with playing that kind of football, is you are always one bad turnover in the wrong spot away from taking a game that you have control over, but are only up five points, 
and you are now down two points, and now you have to score quickly. And as we know, that's not a thing the Badgers do. Correct. Moving on, uh, second to last game we're going to do, Michigan at nine and a half. I know they lost their two best edge rushers. I know they have to replace a few guys on that defense. But, brother, Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn, Maryland to start the season. Four and four no by a combined 115 points. Penn State, Michigan State at home. Their road Big Ten East games are Rutgers and Indiana. And the Buckeyes. You basically have – yeah. You basically have to think that they are going to lose to Ohio State. You have to think they're going to lose to somebody else. And Michigan, our, our pal Brad, talking two to more. Sorry to this. Yeah, two more. Where's the third loss? That's what he said. Just screaming at me. Where yeah, is it? you have to think they're going to get kinnicked. They're going to lose one of Penn State or Michigan State, and they are going to lose in Columbus. And. I think this Michigan team, you know, SP Plus has them at number six in the country. Like, I think their defense is going to take a step back. But even with Not losing Hassan Haskins, yeah, even with losing Hassan Haskins, I think their offense is going to be awesome. The only thing that can mess it up is if they decide they're going to, like, try to – like, they're going to try and have two quarterbacks with Cade McCarthy and J.J. Uh, – Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy, which – like, at a certain point, I just don't know I mean, if they're going to do that. How many times do you think Jim Harbaugh has called him Cade McCarthy? Yeah. Five? The answer Minimum? is yes. Like a, the like answer a is day? yes. Over. <laughs> over. Uh, it's, the, it's, it's the clip of that one Trump lawyer uh, testifying buying in front of Congress. Over. <laughs> just over. constant. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I think you basically have to think, like you said, like, they've got to lose at Iowa – and they've got to lose one of those Penn State, Michigan State. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but mm-hmm. getting Penn State and Michigan State at home is such a such a big win for them. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I think I'm taking the over on all four top of the East teams, and it <sighs> dirt, it feels dirty. Yeah, but I, I we got some unders at the bottom. I think. I think the Big Ten is getting to a point where you just have the haves and have-nots and it's slowly right. separa- they're slowly separating away from each other, except for in the West. Mm-hmm. Where's- but, and it's especially the case in the East, where like four teams are just going to beat up on beat up on two teams and then you know whatever Maryland decides it wants to be on a given day, either beat up or barely beat that third <laughs> team. So like, you basically write in three wins for every Big Ten East team, and then kind of go from there um all right ohio state 11 over you over. know it's the right you I know mean, it's the right yeah. it's, gr- uh, it's gross no, it's, it's, it's boring gross that's the thing it's boring to talk about it's not even gross it's just like yeah what's the point ohio but, state's going to beat everybody well oh, and well. the thing is is they can lose they can lose and you don't lose yeah if yeah. it was 11 and a half maybe you have to have a conversation with yourself yeah but you think they're going to lose – anybody who thinks Ohio State has two losses in them, I would love to meet you. Actually, I probably, yeah, you, I probably would not love to meet you. I probably don't <laughs> want to talk to you about football. But, <laughs> but I mean, I just I, – where's, right, like, where's the two losses? So you basically have to believe they will lose 
you ha- you have to think they're going to lose at home to Michigan, which I don't like under any circumstance. And then you have to think one of Notre Dame, no, I, like I a brand new head coach walking into Ohio Stadium for a night game. Good luck. Like I think Marcus Freeman is going to do a great job. Good luck to you, my brother. Wisconsin at home, no. At Michigan State, absolutely not. At Penn State, no. So, like, it's just really hard for unless like there are just horrible injuries all over. Like, if they just have injury luck that cannot, like, nobody else is able to match how bad their injury luck is. But even mm-hmm. that, all their backups are five stars. Like, they're better than you. Exactly. Who is there? All right, how about this? If you trotted out most of Ohio State's backups. Like, if they came into a game and of their 22 starters, they had to replace 11. Scattershot. Yeah. How many games change on the schedule in terms of them being favored? Two? Yeah. Michigan and then, you know, Michigan, maybe that's where... Maybe Penn State, maybe, maybe Michigan Notre, State. Oh, yeah. Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want that game to be competitive. So badly. Because yeah. I like Marcus Freeman. Which Same. I don't like liking a Notre Dame head coach, by the way. Same. Same. I do not know. No Notre Dame to having a likable personality at head coach. I'm supposed to be able to look at your sideline and just loathe that person. It's the entire aura of Notre Dame. Lou Holtz, Brian Kelly, like any of them. Like I probably would have hated Brian Kelly. Li- Brian Kelly the Gipper literally took the... He literally took the admission test for the CIA. You are not allowed to like the guy who coaches Notre Dame. And yet Marcus Freeman kicks Marcus ass. Freeman looks awesome, and I like him, and I, I want him to succeed. But I would like him to succeed somewhere other than Notre Dame. Um, yes. I want that game to be competitive. It probably will not. Maybe it can be for a half. That's the ideal. But, yeah, I mean, like you said, Ohio State's not fun to uh, wager against. Well, to wager against or even to really like discuss in a regular season for Yeah. That's like they're just it's not fun to sit here and talk about what's at stake for Ohio State in the right. They're a playoff team. They're in the playoff. They can lose a game and they're in the playoff. They can lose to Michigan, win the Big Ten title, and be in the playoff. Right. They made the playoff when they lost the game and didn't win the Big Ten. Like they're gonna make the playoff. Yes. Doesn't matter. the only thing that matters to Ohio State is what happens when they play uh, Alabama, Alabama or Clemson or Georgia, Georgia or who, whomever that team is going. No, to I think those are. Play. I think those are the only three teams they care about. <laughs> I don't even think they care if they play somebody else in the in the in the playoff. Like if they play a semifinal against anybody other than those three teams, do you think Ohio State's worried? No, no probably not. No, those probably are the three not. teams. That's where we're at. Which is yeah, and this is why, and even why, and even with Clemson, Clemson will even put a little bit of an asterisk on because, because we have to, is DJ they, they, have to, they have to prove they know how to play offense. I will say we are forgetting, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia all got first place votes in the coaches poll, and then there's one other team that got a first place vote. Oh, Jesus Christ! Welcome. First place vote in 18th. That is beautiful. Uh, under hook them, baby. Under. under, we're not under. talking about Big Ten win totals, but under fraudulence, fraudulence, dude. Come on, man. What are we doing? <laughs> um, yeah, but like, I mean, and you know, it's interesting. It's 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 why like it's why I kind of like doing win total talk because like it, it, there's 
it brings something, I guess, to the to the regular season conversation for all these other teams. Like, it's not fun to talk about Ohio State's win total, but I think it is kind of fun to to have a reason to care about whether Iowa hits eight. You know, like it's it's yeah. one of those things where it's like I think for me on the national perspective, I think at a hyper local perspective, fans care about their teams. You don't have to worry about that. But right. on the national perspective, I think the value of gambling is it makes you care about some of these micro, very narrow topics and teams that don't matter on the grand scale of who wins a championship because there's four teams that can win the championship. Maybe I, six. I have, I have two friends, one who lives in New York, one who lives in Pennsylvania, who because of last season are UTSA season ticket holders because they just loved betting on UTSA and watching Oh, UTSA. my God. Like, Roadrunners, the, meet me. Meet me, meet me, my brother. The entire conversation about college football over the last two decades has turned into literally the only thing that matters is the four teams that make the playoff. Yeah. Nothing else matters. And this is a really good way to say, like, hey, I want to be interested in uh, Wake football. I want to be interested in Air Force football because – uh, it gives me a stake in these games when, again, the last 20 years of my life have been none of these games have stakes as anything other than a means to an end for figuring out who the national champion right. and is. Right, and it's, it's the thing that I think makes college football better in terms of a regular season experience than, than some of the, you know, I mean, we do NBA stuff. And, and the frustration with the NBA is the regular season doesn't matter. Um, which is why like I've enjoyed, we have enjoyed the play in, I know, because it's made teams try that are in the middle of the pack. Exactly. Um, but like, yeah, the, the, the rings thing is tough, but let's, let's pull up, let's pull up Robbie's futures here. Um, Troy over five and a half. Anybody? Oh, this, these are all blind following Bud Elliott's sickos plays. <laughs> all right. Toledo over eight. Go Rockets. Might bet, might bet them to win the MAC. Uh, Arkansas State under five. Down, down with the Red Bulls. My rivals of my Panthers. Go to. I State. can't believe you're betting against. I cannot believe you were betting against Butch Jones like that. Uh, over six and a half. <laughs> over six and a half. Get with the response. Let's go. I hope he brings the trash can back. Uh, over six and a half. SMU. Under six and a half, FAU, the former fighting Kiffins. Over six, San Jose State, love the Spartans. They will get up in your ass, and they will make life hell for you out on the West Coast. They ain't soft. San Jose State and San Diego State, not California soft teams. They are at their heart. I love me San Diego State football, man. You want to talk about my noon, noon ESPN2 Big Ten? And 10.30 ESPN2 San, San Diego State, or preferably on the Mothership CBS Sports Network, San Diego State. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Brady, Brady, listen, man, Brady Hoke. You could say a lot of things about Brady Hoke. That Brady man Hoke knows going home? How, you know, oh, he, he knows how he wants his football teams to play, and it's thriving. not appealing. Uh, right. Nevada under four and a half. Nevada stinks. Air Force over eight and a half. Love the planes this year. There we go. Uh, you want a couple of week zero plays for the people? 
Of course. Bo- I always take take the bo- take the bows. Big Island. All right. Timmy <laughs> Chang. Here's the thing. I don't think people realize. Oh my my, my Vanderbilt Commodores. I love you know I love the doors. However, you're telling me Vanderbilt, a team that whose win total is two and a half, I believe, is flying the longest flight of any team this season. Flying to the Big Island <laughs> to play a Hawaii team that I don't think so here's the thing. I don't think people realize how much Hawaii hated Todd Graham. Okay. They threat like the entire team was like threatening to quit if yeah. he didn't resign. Like there was a legit player-led like revolution because he was such a dirtbag to all of them and was like <laughs> verbally and physically abusive. And they were and everybody was like, oh, Hawaii stunk. They stunk because they literally hated their coach, okay, and did not want to be there. Everybody wanted to transfer and leave. They have the god Timmy Chang in charge now, okay? Okay, that is a Hawaii football legend. They are going to play so hard for him. They are selling out. They don't play at Aloha Stadium anymore. It's too big. They are selling out um, their new complex. It has like 9,300 seats. Going to be bumping, okay? (laughs) Going to be bumping for the doors coming to town. You think Vandy's traveling much? I mean, look, they haven't. I'll say this. If any... If any school can travel to Hawaii, it is Vanderbilt's grads. Okay, they've got the money for it. However, there, you know, it, Hawaii plus seven or eight. If you can get eight, take the eight. We're taking the bows. Might sprinkle the money on the, line. Might sprinkle the on, money. I was gonna say on the on the field. Rocky Might Gallup, sprinkle it. Bows on the field. Also, and this is super gross. Uh, this is just tailing somebody, but and I hate it. But uh, Charlotte FAU over fifty-seven and a half. Gross. Gross. <laughs> over. Oh man, there over. will be points in Boca Raton. It's warm. <laughs> when it's warm, the points come out. Everybody knows this. If you that's listen right. to the podcast, if you right. listen to the podcast, you know the only thing that can negate a wonder: eighty degrees plus. That's science. <laughs> science, friends. A uh, podcast of science is what the podcast is. And now this I, one is too. Uh, my uh, one question before I wrap this up. Yeah. Do you have anything on UConn, Utah State, where Utah State are 26 and a half point favorites? I will. I'm recording the podcast in a little bit. I'm, um, I have to get my, my thoughts together, but the Jim Moore Jr. era – is about to begin in earnest, and I have to, I, I have to decide. So here's the thing, I'm, I'm in, I'm in conflict right now because I love, love betting on UConn football because Robbie loves the candy, friends. I love the candy. I love UConn. I love UMass. I love teams that get 30 points a game. I can't. You put that little plus next to like four touchdowns, and I'm like a child. I just give me that. However. I used to bet against UCLA so much when Jim Moria Jr. was the coach. So much. I'm, I grew up in Atlanta, friends. I know about Jim Moria Jr. as a head coach. <laughs> I'm not a Falcons fan, but I grew up in Atlanta. He's not good. However, year one Jim Moria Jr. can be a little – he might get something out of him. The vibes aren't off yet. But here's the thing. Like, why, why – I'm going to do the Brian Winhorse. Why – would Jim Mora Jr. take a job at UConn? Why? 
Why would he do this, Bill DiFilippo? <laughs> let's uh, let, let's hear this, Rocky. Why would he do this? Why? Because he was already living there. Is why. Because <laughs> he was doing. I I kid you not. Because he was doing TV for CBS. He was already in Connecticut, and he said, "You know what? I, I, co- I, co- I, co- I coach in stores." The, the- the itch? The itch? I don't even think it was the itch. I literally think it was like, the, he lived like five minutes from the stadium. And he was like, that's easier. That's an easier place to go than New York City for studio work. That's fair. It's that's right fair. there. It's right there. Every uh, day. What, what, one thing I forgot about UConn. Do you, think, uh, he's all, do you think he's all in on UConn football? Do you think he cares that much anymore? <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. UConn's going to be I, just uh, as bad as they always were. Uh, UConn's defensive coordinator quit a week ago. Uh, so yeah, real bad. Uh, Robbie, lay it, lay it. Uh, you can find me, uh, on the tweets at our calendar. You can find our work at uprocksports.com. Uh, and if for some reason you enjoyed this, you can listen to an even worse version of this podcast every week on the Puntcast with Tom Fernelli, Chip Harrison. We go through every single game of the week, uh, on the spread, on the totals. And uh, sometimes we have picks, sometimes we don't. We just talk about things. We'll uh, we'll introduce you to the to the marvelous science of wonders, wind aided unders, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty terrible podcast, but we have a lot of fun. Um, that's it, Bill. As always, a pleasure, and thank you for having me. Pleasure is all mine, my brother. Robbie, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you to everyone for listening to this edition of Roar Lions Roar. As always, make sure you're following us on social media. Make sure you're subscribing wherever you go to get your podcasts. We're using Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Make sure you're leaving us a five-star review. Hop into the YouTube comment section. Say nice things on YouTube. We need more positivity in this world. Particularly Wait, this is on video? Comments. Yeah, brother. You, you look great. Don't worry. Particularly on YouTube comment sections, we need more positivity in there. Let's get that going <laughs> in there. And make sure, uh, shout out to Homefield Apparel. Make sure you're using the code ROARLIONSROAR, one word, all uppercase for 15% off of your first order. One last time, thank you very much for listening to this edition of Roar Lions Roar. I'm Bill DeFilippo. Take care, everyone.